Welcome to the podcast Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, keeping the spiel real as we discuss today's habitual lifestyle with various topics, the occasional guest, women in business and fun, interesting chat. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent, work from home, have a sleepy commute to the office or flying high around the globe, there's something for everyone and anything goes, but keep it clean. It's just everyday life and how we fill it, so tune in and pump up the volume. It's good to talk with an appetite for life. So I'm joined again by the gorgeous Kat Jane Massey. So welcome back, Kat. Oh, thank you, Karen. So this is series three, and we're going to be talking about your best-selling debut novel, Living With Dolls. First of all, I know we mentioned it in previous episodes, but some people may have just tuned into this one because they'd be dying to hear all about your book. So we talked about your childhood was like no other, so much so that part of the healing process for you was to write this book. When you were younger, you used to put pieces of paper in the floorboards, didn't you? Yeah, I was always, um, I do, there's a poem in, in the book that says, my only weapon is my pen so off I go to write again and and that is how I used to like release my emotions we didn't have diaries or you know it was probably a bit for a diary so just used to scribble my feelings or you know if if my mum had done something or or my nana had done something I used to you know put really horrible things on this piece of paper just to get that anger out of me because I didn't know I didn't know how else to express it yeah and I um obviously I said in your in your last in your last podcast about that and yeah I used to put them under the floorboards in the toilet and then I'd want someone to find them um it was just uh, and obviously they never did because who would know that there was pieces of paper under the carpet in the floorboards you know no one's gonna (laughs) no one's gonna read your mind are you but that was the start of me using a pen to I don't know to release emotions yeah yeah that was my first first thing with that really so I I love the book the book was absolutely brilliant it reduced me to tears so it's called living with dolls and it's the memoirs of Catherine Massey so I'm going to read out the synopsis on the back of the book and this is a real heartfelt piece of text it tells you so much about the book before you've even turned the first page do you find that people judge you but they do not know your story or the bigger picture I have been judged all my life. Through writing this book, I want people to reflect and think before they act. Memories that were just pushed so far back now come to life to show you how I dealt with mental health challenges and abuse of every kind. I share how love became my drug and set me free, along with revisiting my darkest times and my vulnerability as my journey as a child to adulthood was like no other. I share the tears, the pain, the constant battle neglect and depression and I hope to inspire that if I can come through all that a stronger person with a life I now love that you can too. My story is not yet over and I hope I can inspire you to stay to stay strong. Now that in itself Kat is a beautiful little clip there from the book. It's the first time I've heard that um, read by anybody else. Oh did you feel quite emotional then reading that? Yeah it was a bit strange I was like oh my god I wrote that. (laughs) Yeah, and it's beautiful. And that would definitely think, right, I've got to buy that book. I've got to buy that book. Thank you. But even writing, even in that very first sentence, do you find that people judge you? 
So where did that come from? We all do. People can't help themselves. They just do. They never know what's going on behind the cover, do they? No. I, you know, like when you're a child, you don't know you're being judged. You, you do hear people, you know, um, pointing and saying, oh, you know, that, that's the one there. Or, and then when you get to school, you've got the kids going, are you really wearing that? Do you really look like that? Did you, is your hair, you know, have you ever, when was the last time you washed your hair? You know, stuff, isn't it? It's awful. Yeah, but you, but you just... I don't know, resilient really, as, as, a, as a child, it was, it was like, okay, I, I can deal with that. But then as it, from a child to early adulthood, it was just constant. And even now, Karen, it's constant. It's yeah. just everybody has got an opinion and it's took me a long time to realise that those opinions don't matter. They don't matter. But no. I, but they cut deep when they when you're not strong enough to deal with them. They do they do cut deep because I think a lot of people I just knew by putting those words to start with. Do you feel like you you know um, about being judged? Because I think a lot of people can resonate with that because they're like yeah you know if you if you I grew up in a in a in a count in a council house and there's nothing wrong with growing up in a council house and there's nothing wrong if you do live in a council estate that it was just it was. It was amazing, amazing, really, when I when I look back at the community um, spirit. It's a very close-knit community, isn't yes, it, really? Everybody yeah, knows everybody. Know, street parties for the Jubilee and, yeah. you know, and, and a big sign saying, don't play ball, and everybody's playing ball. You know, it's it was just what, it was just one of them. But as soon as I started to do, the wrong words are saying better for yourself, but as soon as I started, you know, to get some more money behind me, let's just I'll be transparent with it, honest. You start getting judged then, you know. Well, she needs yeah. to remember where she come from. Yeah, the coat, no exactly. knickers type of thing. Yeah, you're not so, allowed to be successful. People just like to no, remember you yeah. and think if you was that person. You're not allowed to change, are you? I think every year, whoever can relate to this, every year you evolve. You know, people. Yeah. I just think you you know something else happens and you be a better person, and that might not be materialistic. That just is through self development, and yeah. with with self development brings confidence, and with that. I've been successful, yeah. And and, and, and that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. And we don't need to make excuses for that either, do we? No, I don't ask You ask find sometimes that you do, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other thing here, this is all in the synopsis, and it does tell a lot about the story, is that you want people to reflect and think before they act or even think before they speak. And I think when we're younger um, and when we're at school and things like that, we get carried away and we can maybe not bully people but been in a situation where people have been mean to somebody and you're just with that gang sort of thing but as you get older you realize oh my goodness that's a human being there you probably ruin their day their life and yeah. people really do need to stop and think before they act and I think that's something that definitely comes with with age don't you totally as a child you do want to fit in and yeah. you do get the, the, that sheep mentality, don't you, where you feel like, okay, if I'm going to fit in and they're doing this, then I, I'll, I'll join I'll in do and do too. that. Yeah. yeah and Whether you agree it, with it or not, you just yeah. want to be part of that group, yeah, don't and you? Yeah, it does, it does come with age. And then you start thinking, okay, that, that isn't right. That, that shouldn't be done. And, and yeah, definitely do think um, things like that do, come, do definitely come with age. So let's talk about the title. Because, like I say, we have had previous um, episodes, but not everybody may have tuned into those yet. So, Living with Dolls. So, let's talk about that. Where did the title come from? To be honest, it wasn't going to be called that. I'll tell you what it was going to be called. It was Life Laid Bare. That's, That's what it was going to be That's a good title. Called. That's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
and that um, it's going to be called that because that's what my blog site was called and I just thought well it just would come on you know the honest blogger life laid bare yeah. and um I was I'd learned I'd learned from um the company that who I who I went with to publish the book that I wasn't writing for the reader so the title that I had chose life laid bare by Catherine Massey who is Catherine Massey no you do I mean why would they yeah. want to know so they need so you needed I needed to pick something that was quite significant to my memoirs to my story and they said I don't know anybody that's lived with life-size dolls that your yeah. mother made <laughs> so and I just went I just said it I just went I know living with dolls and they went there you go there's your title. there it is living yeah. with dolls and I just felt it sounded a bit like a horror story it was a bit like living with dolls and then when I typed it into Google, if you ever type in living with dolls into Google, a lot of stuff comes up that you don't really, really want to I'm going to do that after this podcast. Yes, you know, <laughs> See what comes up. let's just mention rubber. And, um, you know, you don't, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't want to be your book to be associated. So it took me a while to actually go with that name. Right. It worked. It, it did. It, it does did work, work yeah. because it makes people right. I need to get to that chapter what are these bloody dolls about? I need to get to that, that chapter of living with dolls. So that is, I was, um, they say that they bullied me into it, but they didn't. It, I knew what they meant. It just took a bit of time for me to get used to, um, yeah, having that title because it was a bit yeah. out there for me. So we've brushed on it slightly. We don't want to give too much away. So basically you were living with dolls, life-size dolls. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, my mum was a very flamboyant lady let, let's say and um she i came home and she um made life size you know when i say life size dolls you know the dad i say the dad i still say the dad um <laughs> <laughs> was six foot you know wow. in full victorian outfits you know with hands feet um and your mother made those outfits for these dolls did she everything was made wow. anything that she didn't make would have been from a charity shop but um yeah they were made I can't I just remember their faces because she actually made made their faces up so their their actual face was made like I describe it like when you put a stocking on your head yes so imagine you put a stocking on your Ooh, head and your face scary. Like, yeah that's how I remember them like that all like pale and I don't know but then she would put makeup on them so that so the mum she would have you know it just looked like my mum really but in in an in an older Victorian style you know red lipstick pink blusher and Sally type type of yeah pink yeah where's the gummage yeah. sort of thing yeah I'm yeah with, with the wig on and the yeah and then obviously there was the child as well wow so obviously I've got the book in front of me here there's no images of the dolls though in the book is there there's no images because they are they are not here anymore. I did get offered um, the dolls because they were found in the attic of my old family home, but I just wasn't ready to bring these dolls to my house, <laughs> to no. my home now, to show my children. And I regret that. I regret that. Um, and I wonder where I just, they are now. I wonder where that family of four I, dolls is now. They're probably in the skip, aren't they? They've probably been <laughs> I don't know. I do need to look back, though. I think you can do this in archives, can't you, with newspapers? Because my mum got into the newspapers with these dolls um, because she was working in an antiques shop. And, um, and she changed her name to, to Eileen D. 
I can mention my mum's name because she's she's um, unfortunately passed away. Um, and yeah, and she was pictured with one of the dolls with her arm around it. So somewhere out there, there will be a picture of a doll, but not wow. all of them. I don't I don't know if there's any photos left in the family. I, I don't know, but yeah. I haven't got any. So did you have siblings then living with you at the time with those dolls as well? Um, my brothers and sisters are all older than me. So um, I lived with one of my sisters, um, but she moved um, on shortly, shortly after. And then my dad, my, my, sorry, my youngest sibling is my dad. So he's like my half brother. So yeah. no, basically, um, you know, on my own. So my mum filled the, you know, the home with these dolls. So we have a bigger family. family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so without giving too much away, let's talk more about the book. Cause obviously after this podcast, I'm sure everybody will want to buy it. I think I read it in about 12, 12 hours something like that it is one of those yeah everyone said it's, not they've, they've read it, it all in one in one sitting in one yeah, stint yeah. yeah you know you're keeping your eyes open at night you really don't want to go to bed then you're waking up thinking oh, i want to read the book rather than go to work it is definitely one of those so like i say the people that have just tuned in talk us through a little bit about your childhood and why you started writing it We'll just kind of ex expand on that a little bit more. Yeah. So like I said to you, I, I've always wanted to like journal stuff down, but I did, once I had my family and you start, you know, you're running different businesses, I popped that to bed. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to, it was it easier, Karen, to say, to not talk about it. It was easier to not talk, not open up to people. It was easy. I never opened up to people. It was easier, you know, when people say, oh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. We all hide behind those yeah. words, I'm fine. We're very we? good at it. Yeah, and that, that just made it really easy. And I think that's why people were quite shocked when they actually did read the book to like, God, I've known you, what they thought, a lifetime. How did I not know about any of this? Yeah. Because it's, what do they say? The saying, the saddest people carry the biggest smile. And that is so, so true. It is true. Um, and, and, and that is how I found and how I coped with it. And that, I think that's why it shocked quite a lot of people to say, why have you never, you know, told us anything like that? Because I, I, I didn't want woe me. I didn't want all that. I never wrote the book for that at all. I never wrote the book for any pity. I wrote the book, one, because I was going to crack up if I yeah. didn't get so it was a healing something. process for you wasn't it yeah. it was a healing process yeah I was gonna I just felt like I'd got to a stage I knew my children that was my biggest thing my children if you put something out there like a book like you have Karen yeah we're five percent of the population that's nothing that's a massive thing to do to leave a legacy for somebody to read especially when it's your memoirs especially yeah. when you're sharing stuff that you've never shared even with your husband so it was a massive thing to do, but I knew my children were at a certain age. So if they read the book, which they have, that they then could cope. And they actually said to me, it's made the jigsaw come together because sometimes yeah, they didn't, things a lot better. Yeah, they didn't understand, you know, like, because you try and, I did try and hide um, my anxiety and my depression from my children because, and, and it was hard, you know, so they thought, oh God, mum's had a row with dad, you know, she's crying in the bathroom again. But I wasn't, I just couldn't explain to them what was happening. Yeah. Um, so I knew then that that's when I had to, um, well, I started blogging, didn't I first? I started recording my, my voice notes 
and I started writing them down and I, and I opened a blog site. And from the blog site, then came, then came the book. But yeah, it was a, it was, but it was been 10, 10, honestly, it's been 10 years because every time I put pen to paper, because I thought, I don't know about you, writing a book, you write it, you know, you put pen to paper and you write it. And I would, every time I wrote like one page, I just burst into tears. I thought, so I just knew I wasn't, I was ready, but I wasn't ready. It was, yeah, it was too hurtful. But that's really was, good though, isn't it? Because that's part of the healing to cry and to get it out there. And to release And then keep it, reading yeah. over it, you know, and think, gosh, you know, and then put that yeah. together and move on to the next part. I think it's a great healing process. And it's that imposter syndrome again, thinking who would want, yes. who am I? With all that doubt. Right. Yes. I'm not a celebrity. Who am I to write me autobiography? You know, memoirs, as, as we call it. Yeah. So that all set in, and I, so you put it to bed again, and you think, well, you know, you've been judged all your life. Oh my God, I'm going to get so judged on this, and then you, then, you know, you get your big girl pants, and you think, no, I'm, I'm doing it. I, I, I want to do it, and then you try and do it again, and and you're like, oh God, I can't do this, and then yeah. obviously finance as well. It costs money to write it a book. It does cost uh, a lot of money. Yeah, so if I would put, um, you know, I would be the absolute pro in procrastination because yeah. I would put. I need a new washing machine or I, I can't do that because I need this new and I would put every obstacle in the off. way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's too easy, so, isn't it? Yeah. And, and the, the reason why I actually made a, a thing to do it was I started blogging and when I published that first blog, the amount of messages and people I got in my inbox, I thought, God, if I'm helping this just by a snippet of what I've said, what would my book do? Exactly. And then I, I took myself out of the equation and I realized then, okay, yeah, I'm not writing for me. I'm writing to inspire others to be seen and to be heard and, and all that that comes with it. Yeah. And I bet loads of people came forward and probably made contact, you know, because it would have helped them heal as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. As soon as you start bringing your walls down and, you know, your vulnerabilities and, and drawing, writing the book, I was also blogging, but I was also Vlog, vlogging that sounds yeah, wrong, very it? trendy yeah, yeah. Doing, video yeah. blogging is it <laughs> yeah and you know and I would be in my I was um, a dog walker so I'd be in my in my van and when I had five minutes I'd go live and I'd say to people you know I'm not having a great day and I and I sometimes would cry on that vlog and and I just didn't realize how by doing that, it was saying to people, oh my God, you know. It's okay we, to cry. Yeah, yeah, it's okay not to be okay. And yeah. oh my God, she wants, she's got all her businesses and she lives in a, a, a nice house. And we thought she was, we thought she was okay. And yeah. when I was telling people, well, actually, no, I have to work on myself every single day. And I took them through the journey with me. So yeah. I took them on a journey. And I would say that with anybody who's writing a book, if it's, especially if it's your memoirs or take your readers with you before it, you even release that book because one they want the book obviously yeah, at the end yeah they're, they're they're living it with you and they're, and they're so connected then when they actually read the book it all that comes together doesn't it and they've and they've been on that journey with the author so um, and it's so true i mean in our next episode we're going to be talking about the visibility lounge and one thing um that comes up in that is telling your your story your business you know your business sorry through a story and I think you yeah. do connect with people better so loads of people can connect because of this story about your yeah. life and people like always say, think well I haven't got a story 
And I say to them, everyone's got a story. Everybody's got a story. You're just thinking that no one will want to hear it. And that is so. So obviously, I teach you grow through what you go through, and people are interested. You just, it's your mindset telling you that that, that nobody is interested. But believe me, they are. They are definitely. Just talking about putting pen to paper, did you literally do that or did you type it? Did you write it down on paper? What, what happened was I've, I'd had this 10 years back and forth, back and forth. A video came onto Facebook of, uh, oh, what, what do you call it? A dream catcher. Oh, right, a dream yeah. catcher. And I've got a dream catcher tattooed on my back. I'm quite a woo-woo person. So, and this, so it took my eyes. So I wanted to obviously watch the got very good marketing because I obviously wanted to watch more. And it was actually a book company advertising that they could help you with your blueprint didn't know what blueprint was so I wanted to watch more they were offering a free call so I picked up the phone very nervously and we had god I don't know a three hour I think they call it a discovery call don't they something like that and um, yeah it was really 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 emotional and yeah and that was it I was I was writing a book but if I didn't have that accountability of going with a company it wouldn't have got done. And when I told them that I have more of a creative flow, I've always used my pen and paper. Can I do it that way? And they said, of course you can. You'll be creating a lot more work for yourself. It is. It does take a lot longer. Yeah. But I couldn't sit. I I never, you you know. No, I I, I could type. It wasn't that I couldn't type. I just didn't have, I just would sit and just be blank. But if I had that fresh, white, crisp piece of paper and that pen, it would just flow it would just absolutely flow and then I could obviously pop it onto the thing and then obviously we could have it spell checked and and all that rigmarole that goes with it you see I tried that but even many moons ago I think because I'm from a typing background and I'm a really fast typist that for me I just want to get the words down that quick I rush everything and I want to get the words down so I would just be too slow and I wouldn't be able to read my scribble at the end of the day you know did you find that when you were writing it what have I no, written? I can't I've read my words. Quite, every, <laughs> oh, did it print anyone it? that knows me, I've got quite a child, I've still got a childlike way of writing. So I write big and round um, and I'm very clear and not very uh, joined up. Um, yeah, that's pro- clear then. That's probably very good. part of my, yeah, because I'm slightly dyslexic. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I, when, when, when I write, I can read it back because it looks like a child. It looks, but in a good way, in a, yeah. in a good way. It's not like a prescription of the doctor or something. You just think, what <laughs> you the can't hell read is that? At all. Read that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, so I found it really, yeah, it was twice, it was twice as hard work, but I think everybody's, I'm a visual, I'm a visual learner and I had to see that down on paper and then obviously sent it to them in a Word document and they did the rest so yeah, yeah it, was, it was a bit strange so this was a was this an agency then so obviously there's people out there not only is this book going to help people who may have um mental issues it's also going to help people that might want to publish their own book you know did yeah. you so it wasn't self-published you went through an, um a publishers was it that you've yeah, got a contract called, with them called, yeah it's called authors and co and um a lady that i'd followed for quite a few years um, through a different business and she'd just done another arm to her business and 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 this was it so I was probably I think her third um author so she'd wow. only just started off you know she's really established now and she's got hundreds and hundreds of authors but it was quite nice that 
we were going on this bit of a journey together and she's not she even says now today she's never ever had a phone call with a client like she had with me even yeah, though people very have... memorable yeah that would yeah been. she's yeah, yeah it's, it's funny isn't it for both of you though for both of yes. you because this was a great turning point for you as well wasn't it yeah yeah it was and um yeah I've got I have got them to thank so obviously they they sort obviously you've got to write the book but they actually tell you right we need this many words so mm. 5,000 words in chapter one and you need to do it step by step because I wasn't writing for the reader I wasn't I wasn't describing things I wasn't telling them you know and all that this stuff that you learn you know you've got all yeah, this stuff amazing. in your head yeah it was just because I wanted my book like obviously you've read it Karen so you'll know it starts off um when I'm 11 but then chapter yeah. two goes back to um the past yeah. and then it comes back again so it is a bit stopping started it doesn't really for that 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 much but that's that's how it was in my head yeah it's relevant when I read it though you've got the table of contents haven't you at the beginning so yeah. people they know what's coming um but no I thought it was relevant you needed to do that sometimes you need to do that don't you when you're telling a story to go, yeah, to go back into to like just give you like right, this is an insight, but then yeah. let's take you back to the background. It's only a snippet of our our life because obviously my siblings are involved, yeah. and that's their story. And I say that time and time again in the book. That is their story to share. So I could not share. I could only give a background look of some of the horrific things I couldn't actually go into because that's not my story to share. So your siblings, were they aware of no. maybe they weren't aware at all? And how did, how was your relationship with them now? Did it affect it for the good or for the worse? You know, once they we don't, realized... I've not seen, when um, I made the decision to not um, have a relationship with my mum for the last 13 years, um, that, that ended too. Right. So, but yeah, I haven't seen any of my books. No. So you're with a publisher and they helped you get your book out there to the bigger audience. What date was this? Am I right in thinking it was about 2018? It was a 28th of September, 2018. And they ring you up the night before and they say, just to let you know, we haven't told you this before, but just to let you know that your book's been live for a week. Wow. But I didn't. I, they don't let That's you know really this. good though, isn't it? Otherwise you'd be really anxious and nervous thinking, oh my God, is anyone going to buy yeah. it? And... So, so she said, what, why we do that is because they have to like place it in all the categories that it needs yeah. to be placed in. I know nothing about this. I've never done, a, you know, I've not marketed. I don't, I know more about it now, but yeah. I, I didn't at the time. I didn't so until like, yeah, you don't, you, you, learn, they said, you what, learn as you go. Why they don't tell you is because you would then be wanting to share that link with people to get your book and that and we're not launching it properly they said so even though I didn't have like a launch party so at 7 a.m in the morning and said right you need to go live onto your Facebook because you took everybody on this journey so you need to carry on because this is the day that they can buy your book so at 7 a.m I went live and I um, said thank you to everybody who's joined me through the blogs through the vlogs it's actually here it's happening I broke down into tears talking to them and I you know and I said oh my god I, I'm now a published author and I was just like oh god 
God, I, yeah. I was just like, I was a mess. I was absolutely a mess because until someone, you know, I remember getting the message going, oh, um, I'd like to speak to um, Catherine Matty, the Flincher author. I was like, what? It was just weird, isn't it? It's yeah, just weird, yeah. but nice at the same time. And then, so obviously it went live. I came offline, a complete mess. My husband said to me, go and get a shower. You know, it's out there now. We thought, that's it. You know, people buy your book and thinking. I get a phone call at 10 a.m. So what is it, three, three hours later? Um, just to let you know, Catherine, you've gone number one bestseller in eight categories. Wow. I was like, oh my I didn't goodness. even know what that meant. I didn't, I didn't set out for a best-selling book. I didn't, it wasn't for that. It was, so, so I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, what does that That's mean? That's overwhelming, think, isn't well, it? What an overwhelming feeling though. I mean, it's a fantastic phone call to have, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. And then you've got the, then the newspaper rang and said, oh, you've, you, we've just seen that you've just knocked Fern Cotton off the top spot. And, um, you know, we'd like to do an interview with you. I was like, what the hell? I was just wow. like, oh my God, I didn't. So anybody that's thinking of writing a book, if you've got to be ready, if you do make that, you've got to be ready for that. Yeah, PR be prepared for it being, you know, doing really well. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't prepared, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't prepared, and that is where the whole thing of being judged. I was like, well, I thought it would just be out there and kind of not forgotten about, but just so that's it. It's off my bucket list now. I've done it, but because it did so well. Obviously, I got press and, and, and I got stuff I turned, I turned down. But, yeah, I got judged again, Karen. It was yeah. like I had all this positive and all these hundreds of people saying, oh, I've bought your book, I've bought your book. Then I had a small amount of negative. And, and that's what you home in on, isn't it? You can't help yeah. yourself. It's just human. You're yeah. just human that way. We like to yeah. be liked by everybody, but it's an impossible task. It's never going to happen. Yeah, and that's obviously I suffer with um with chem which is obviously childhood emotional maltreatments and that's one of the one of the things is like you you find it really hard to for people to criticize you because you've got you know you've had to build up that self-worth about yourself anyway so if someone says like you say or they don't like you or they didn't like the book or there was spelling mistakes or 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 something like that I was like oh my god I I was like unpublish it unpublish it and Abby was like (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to get, you can't have positive all the time. But I was like, well, I don't want it out there then. (laughs) I just wasn't prepared at all. I think if it was a business book, if I was giving, so say like, obviously talking about a business and I was giving tips and it was a bit like a mastermind and people were learning. And then people just went, well, that was rubbish. I'd take that. But because it was about my life, life. my kids, my husband who, we are here now we are real this is me you know yeah, I was like exactly how bloody dare you yeah how dare you <laughs> yeah. this is this is personal to me really personal yeah. to me and and I and that took a long time then to realize that yeah you know and you get people saying oh you know once you get the trolls Catherine that's when you've made it I was like I don't <laughs> bloody want the trolls <laughs> that's it and the thing is why do they even exist they just can't help themselves can they no. they're kind of make a living people out of being a worries. troll yeah it's People crazy warriors that hide behind you know and um some of some of them i knew and i offered would you like to meet up do you want to discuss this because obviously there's something going in your life on in your life that you're really unhappy about that you feel connected to me to then take out on whatever i'm doing 
yeah um, but no they didn't they didn't want to meet up and um because it's easier for them to be behind the keyboard definitely definitely yeah. well Catherine it's been wonderful talking about living with dolls with your memoirs by Catherine Massey it's a brilliant read so let our listeners know where can, where can our listeners purchase this book is it on kindle as well or is it just paperback no it's it's on it's on it's on amazon um i would love it to get into a bookstore but i do need a, a new cover for that that is a different podcast altogether um is so this it's you in, is this you on the front it's got to be that's me. Yeah. yeah it's me with a crooked fringe obviously yeah <laughs> your mum cut it you see i remember those days as well so for those of you who haven't got a copy of the book yet there's a gorgeous picture of cat on the front are you about seven on there quite young aren't you know. i don't Did actually I... know i haven't got many photos of myself and that was one that i i had and i thought what do i have as a front cover because so it had to i was like well it'll have to be me because it's like through a child's eyes yeah through to adulthood I love the pigtails because that was my signature look when I was a similar age. And when I was at school, my nickname was F.A. Cuphead because of the pigtails. <laughs> and I never understood I it until that. I was older. Do you remember that feeling when you, when you were able to like... Um, Take them out. Yes, and your head was like throbbing, but I always had to have them in with tight um, plaits because I always bloody got nits. So <laughs> Very nice. Love it. Love it. <laughs> So for those of you, you'll see this book definitely from afar. It's got a lovely picture of Kat on the front in her pigtails and it's Living With Dolls and it's available on Amazon and um, I'm sure it'll soon be in the shops as well. But I'm sure you mentioned as well on the previous episodes, is it going to be made into a play, Kat? Yeah, from page, it's called page, From Page to Stage. So it's um, going to be a it's going to be a radio podcast to start with yeah. and then it will be... Um, yeah on the stage but it, that's going to take a long time if i if 10 years it took me to write the book to get it onto stage and to get cast members years. and to <laughs> yeah it's going to be it will happen it's something i want to do it says it on yeah. the back of the book that i i want to do that so it will happen it's just um i can't say when no that's really exciting though isn't it and again how can we get in contact with you anyone that's listened today that might have had a similar childhood that's desperate to maybe talk to you listen to your yeah. blog and tune in how can they get in contact with you so there's a contact form on my website and it's www.catherinemassey.co.uk um, I'm on all social media platforms so you can contact me you know you can reach out to me any any way there but there is a, an actual contact form on the website fabulous and as usual it's been great talking to you and I look forward to chatting in our next episode Oh, thanks, Karen. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, sponsored by Dane Bank Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. If you have anything you wish to bring to my attention or discuss on this podcast, then please get in touch. You can email me, Karen Linda Kelly, at btinternet.com. It's good to talk with an appetite for life.